Oh yeah, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where each week it is our mission to take you beyond the classroom to actually live your English in real life, to speak natural, confident English, connect to the world, and actually use your English as the doorway to your greatest life. I'm joined here in the Glow Studio by our resident old soul of rock and roll, Thiago. <laughs> Hey Ethan. Hey everyone. What's up? What's going on? All good. All good. I have to ask you though. Um, you said resident old soul of rock and roll. What do you mean by that? Resident <laughs> and old soul. That's you, man. You're the <laughs> old soul. Someone who's an old soul is, as opposed to a new soul. We say someone who's a new soul. It's like their soul is new on this planet, right? Mm. They're they're very naive. They're very. Uh, it's a first time experience for them. On this planet, someone who's an old soul, we say that you know they've been reincarnated a few times, they've been around the block <laughs> a few times, and so they they know what they're doing. Right. And we could say that you're an old soul because you're you're very into old things. You're into older yeah. movies, The Godfather. You're into older music. You recently made a lesson uh, educating our public as to some of the best rock music in English that people should definitely check out, whether or not they're a rock fan. Mm -hmm. And uh, resident, we would use to in this case like a resident in medicine. For example, as like a doctor in training, probably because they're spending so much time there, they almost reside there, they almost live there. But we use it more flexibly in this case to say the person who's responsible for that within something, within an organization, for example. Yeah, I have to agree with that because, you know, I am a 30-something-year-old with a 50-something-year-old, you know, soul, I would say. So, yeah, <laughs> old soul, yeah, that, that fits. It fits the bill. It's the bill. What does that mean? Yeah, it, it's appropriate. Yeah, it's an appropriate definition, I would say. It's an accurate definition. We might also say you were born in the wrong decade, right? You probably would have uh, say that. bit better being born in the 1950s or so, yeah. would you say? Yeah, yeah. Maybe a yeah, 1960 <laughs> would be nice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll get a time machine. Yeah, never know, never know right? <laughs> <laughs> so, really excited about today's lesson. We are giving you guys four different exercises that you can use to improve your speaking, even if you have no one around that you can speak with, you know, or you can't travel abroad and live in an English speaking country, for example, these will still help you at home alone to improve your speaking skills. So to start off, uh, one of people's favorites, one of my students' favorites is tongue twisters. So these are really great because they force you to say complicated phrases, which train your muscles of articulation. It can actually be, even if you do have someone to speak with, like you're going to a party, let's say, or you're going to be giving a presentation where you have to perform while speaking English, this could be a good warm up because it helps you to work on those sounds that are difficult for you. And you can even just Google tongue twisters for a specific sound in English. You know, if you are really struggling with the TH sound or you really struggle with the R sound, for example, there's tongue twisters for each one, right? So I thought actually we could practice a couple together. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, sounds fun. Let's do it. All right. So first we have one that's good for the sh and ch sound, the sh and ch sound. So I wish to wash my Irish, Irish, even that's hard for me, <laughs> wristwatch. I wish to wash my Irish wish, Irish. I don't know why that's so hard to say. <laughs> my Irish wish, wristwatch. Wow. wow. It's hard. That's really challenging even for me. Let me try it once more. I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. Wow. <clears throat> Let me try it. Uh, I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. I think I got to say it slowly. 
I wish to wash my Irish wrist right. There you go. All right. That's what makes it fun, guys. Come on. <laughs> you get to you get to like trip up, right? Uh the next one is for the TH and F sound, which I think like for example, Brazilians struggle with that a lot. They'll switch the F and the TH. Mm-hmm. Uh the first thing that they think of is this. The first thing they think of is this. Mm. That one's not as hard as the first one, but maybe if you struggle with the TH, yeah. actually accurately saying those sounds could be challenging. That is true, yeah. So the first thing that they think of is this. All right. What is the next exercise we have for them? Another one here that we have, the second one, is uh, what we call the pen exercise. This is a very common exercise that singers use uh, some... Um, journalists, some anchors on TV use before they go live on TV. And basically, it's about placing a pen in her mouth, which will naturally make her mouth a little bit wider and stretch it a little bit more. And then you can just practice maybe singing a song with that pen in her mouth or speaking. (laughs) So let me demonstrate. I have a pen here and uh, let me demonstrate with the ABC song. Yeah, so you place it in her mouth and you sing it for a little while. So you go like this. There you go. And then A, B, C, D, E, F, G, <laughs> H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, you know? <laughs> and then you do that for a while with the pen in your mouth. And then after you remove the pen, you do it again. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. But the cool thing is that when you remove the pan, you realize that your sound feels and sounds wider and more open. Mm-hmm. And this is great, especially for people who struggle to move their mouths uh, a little bit more. Because ideally, for better diction and clarity, you want to move your mouth a little bit more. Yeah, You want to articulate a little bit more. So if you struggle with that, if you speak kind of closed, this exercise will definitely help you widen, let's say, open your sound yeah this is why i think music is so great for learning with or without the pen for example i would recommend that if you you know listen to english music learn the lyrics sing along when you're in the shower you're alone in your car or even if you want to sing in front of other people but it's not necessary really exaggerate the sounds as you're singing so that you're you're stretching those muscles of articulation absolutely yeah so the next exercise we're going to actually be working with scripts. This is another one of my favorite things that I used to do with all my students. Uh, And these could be scripts you create for yourself, like personalized to something that you need to accomplish. We've talked about this a lot before in the the podcast, Uh, but we're going to actually be suggesting today and demonstrating in addition to that is even looking up scripts. So um, yeah, just give you guys an example too. Like recently we, we did a Spanish class since we, Tiago and I just were in Peru last week with the rest of the company. And before going, I actually led a Spanish class. And this is such a great exercise that it's actually the one that I proposed for us in the Spanish class. So we had everyone write out an introduction, even people who know zero Spanish, mm-hmm. and translate it to Spanish. So they first wrote it out in English, then translated it to Spanish, their exact introduction they wanted to give of themselves, saying, you know, my name is, I'm from this place, in my free time I like doing this, I work in this, anything they wanted to, to talk about, right? And then actually practice saying that. So even if they were at zero, they needed to practice and get feedback from, uh, you know, a proficient or a native speaker. Mm-hmm. So this can be really valuable because even if you're starting out zero in a language, it can allow you to already get some confidence being able to do simple things. 
and even if you're advanced in language, you could choose something more, much more complex. You know, you could you could do a work presentation, or you could do talking about a subject that you're not so comfortable talking about, like the environment, politics, so on. Um, so, what are some other benefits that you see of of working with scripts, Tiago? I would mention two that I can think of now. First, reading out loud. If you have a script, either created by you or a ready script. Reading out loud is excellent. Uh, I did that a lot when I was practicing my speaking skills in English, and I find that reading out loud in general is really helpful. Uh, also, vocabulary building. So you can um, introduce maybe vocabulary you are trying to memorize in your scripts, or you can get scripts that mm -hmm. already have different words, and naturally you will be in touch with that vocabulary. So. I would say these two things, reading out loud and vocabulary building, that is uh, some benefits. These are some benefits. Yeah, with what you're saying about reading out loud as well, if you, I think there's things you can add on top of this. For example, you could grab your script and go into the bathroom in front of the mirror or, you know, a, a full length mirror, we would call it, and actually watch yourself as you're giving it, pay attention to your body language. And you can also be working on that. That's useful to do in your native language as well as in English or any other language you're, you're learning, because so much of what we communicate is with our body language, right? And recording yourself as well, listening back to it, because you're going to, even without the use, uh, the help of a teacher or a native speaker, you're going to be able to catch so many of your own mistakes. You know a lot more than actually comes out when you speak, right? So that can be a way for you to deliberately practice with these speaking exercises. And as I already mentioned, these scripts can be really great whether you're looking one up or you're creating your own. They can be really useful for specific situations, like giving a presentation, uh, traveling and needing to get through, checking your bags in at the airport, and so on. Uh, and we call this typically practice like you play. It's called that because a lot of people, they'll just go, they'll go to an event where they have to speak English or give a presentation in English, and they're just going to expect, they're just expecting that all that knowledge will be there. Because for most of us, it's the most natural thing with communication is just, you know, winging it, we would say, you know, not, not preparing for it. But of course, then you're going to have all those problems that most learners really fear, like freezing up, forgetting words, feeling nervous, having poor body language, and so on. But if you practice first at home, then when you actually get into the situation where you have to play, where you have to perform, then you're going to feel much more confident because you've already prepared yourself for it. So again, it's like recording yourself or just paying attention to things like how, how your, uh, your intonation on the phrases, you know, when you ask questions, are you making sure you have that upward intonation at the end of them? Uh, the stress that you're having, are you putting the stress on the right syllables? Are you, especially if your goal is to sound like a native speaker, then you're really going to need to pay attention to certain things, but also for intelligibility, then making sure you're reducing the linking words, like, um, for example, prepositions articles so the letter a or the that you're using schwa sounds there for example and just making sure you're you're not speaking too flatly making sure like it's really good to just practicing your listening a lot the more that you listen the more that you can pick up on the way that we naturally have uh you know the music behind how we speak the modulation in our voices so uh, something else I used to recommend a lot to my students and, and that I've even done in my own language learning is if I was listening to a podcast I might even just hum along as if I was listening to a song, hum along to that, that musicality that's behind how people speak because it helps me then when I spoke to 
really uh, mimic that. I love this uh, comparison with music, the melody of the language, getting the the melody right, and also this idea of practicing mm-hmm. before performing. Let's say, just like a musician would, yeah? before the big gig, the huge concert, you practice at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no one would expect a musician just to walk out on stage for the first time and be able to play a song effortlessly. They've been playing that probably, uh, you know, tens, hundreds, thousands of times even before they're going out on that stage, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Hundreds of hours. And I think this is even one of the reasons why I've met so many musicians, singers that are really great at speaking English. They have really natural sounding English is because I think they, whether through training or through talent, they're naturally tuned in to that musicality of the language. So they're able to pick up on that and it comes out when they speak. That's true. Yeah, it makes sense. So how can learners find good scripts, Shago? Well, there are some ways. First of all, if you have a teacher, a teacher can definitely help you either create scripts for you or help you create your scripts. But if you don't have a teacher, that's fine. For example, you can do a Google search. I actually looked up here three different phrases that you can use. And if you use them on Google, you're going to come up with, you're going to find, sorry, uh, you're going to find some nice scripts there. So Go to Google and type in practical English dialogues. You're going to find stuff there. Or you can type in English conversation scripts for an intermediate level of English. And you can also try English conversation scripts for an advanced level of English. So try those keywords, key phrases. And I'm sure you're going to find something on Google. But how else can people find good quality scripts, Ethan? I actually wanted to first comment on on something you just said. Uh, you said come up with and then you corrected yourself or find maybe people a lot of people don't know that phrase of verb we'll talk about ways to come up with scripts your own scripts but what's the difference between come up with and find yeah when you find something you locate it but when you come up with something mm-hmm. you created you invented right and that's not what i wanted to say because you know on google you're gonna find you're gonna locate existing scripts right so mm-hmm. maybe a, a better phrasal verb here now that, that i'm thinking about it could be come across, you know? If you do a Google search, Mm -hmm. you will come across some existing scripts. But you can also come up with your own scripts by creating them yourself. So the next one I was going to actually give is ChatGPT. So ChatGPT could help you come up with your own scripts. And the really great thing there is it's, you know, Google, you're just gonna find something, right? But with ChatGPT, it's a back and forth. We did a whole podcast on this. So if you're not yet using ChatGPT for your English, you might wanna check that out to get some specific tips. But, you know, for example, say that you're asking for an introduction to yourself and, okay, you know, you give it some, some information and stuff and it helps you come up with that introduction. But then you say, well, now I want to use this introduction for a new job that I'm starting in English. I want to be able to introduce my, myself to my boss, but I want to do that in a formal way. So you ask for it to make it more formal, it'll give you more formal language. And it's so versatile in this way. So ChatGPT can really help you to... Uh, even if you find something on Google, for example, that you really like, you could paste it in there and ask ChatGPT to help you to personalize it more or make it sound funnier, make it sound more informal or formal and so on uh, to really craft it to the specific situation you need it for. Uh, Like the thing I would do with my own students too is like not just create the script for them, but ask them to create the script and then Mm -hmm. give them corrections on it. Or if they needed help with finding the right word in a situation or something, this is where a teacher can be really handy. But you should definitely also go through the creative work to create your own because it'll force you to see where there's gaps in your knowledge, see where you're missing words, 
if you just pen too heavily on Google or ChatGPT, then maybe you won't be also learning through the process. So that can be really valuable. Um, and it's also, we're talking about speaking in this lesson. We did a recent one on writing, but you know, doing this kind of kills two birds with one stone in the sense that you'll be improving your writing and your speaking at the same time. Yeah, we call those output skills. Yeah, when you produce language, when you are writing something or speaking, you are actively producing language, not passively consuming it like reading and listening. So yeah, creating your <laughs> own scripts, really beneficial for that as well. I think that there's so many great acting tips that you can use, you can apply to improving a language, even if you have no aspirations to act on a stage or in a movie or anything, just the, the whole silliness of it, the playing <laughs> around, it can help you so much because when you step into another language, you really are creating a new identity for yourself. So it helps you to act like an actor in, as if you were playing another part when you speak that language. Uh, and that said, another way you could use scripts is by actually using movie or series scripts. You can usually find these online for any famous series, any famous movie, and you can take these and act them out yourself or even with a friend. And that's going to help you to, you know, really stretch out of your comfort zone with the language. So that said, Chiago has chosen a scene from his favorite movie. I believe it's your favorite movie. One of your favorite movies. For sure. Yeah. Uh, one of them. That we yeah. can see there behind you <laughs> <laughs> for people watching on YouTube. So from The Godfather. Yeah, time to channel in my inner Vito Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to actually try to act this out, Thiago and I. Mm -hmm. uh, and I will warn beforehand my Italian accent isn't very good, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Ice-T can also help us, you know, with some background music, <laughs> some effects, you know, make it like very immersive. Yeah, that should be fun for you guys as well. Yeah, there yeah, you to go. Check out. I understand. You found paradise in America. You had a good trade, made a good living. The police protected you, and there were courts of law. And you didn't need a friend like me. But now you come to me and you say, Don Corleone, give me justice. But you don't ask with respect. You don't offer friendship. You don't even think to call me godfather. Instead, you come into my house on the day my daughter is to be married. And you ask me to do murder for money. I ask you for justice. That is not justice. Your daughter is still alive. Let them suffer then. She suffers. How much shall I pay you? Buona sera. Buona sera. What have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectfully? If you come to me in friendship, then this scum that ruined your daughter will be suffering this very day. And if by chance an honest man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. And then they would fear you. Be my friend, Godfather. Good. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this justice as a gift on my daughter's wedding day. And say. That's end scene. <laughs> Cut scene, right? <laughs> this is fun, man. Applause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can, you guys can see it's just like it, it, both of us are just having fun with it, being a bit silly. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're not taking it too seriously, our, our roles. I think you did much better than I did, though, <laughs> even though I'm not too familiar with, with uh, Don Corleone's way of speaking. And as a bonus with this exercise, something you could do, whether you're writing your own script or you're using it from one of your favorite movies, you could... Try to find someone on the Real Life English app and have them 
you know, you could practice your script with them or you could have them interact with you. It can be really a great way to step out of your comfort zone and get more confident, natural English. So that said, I think it would be a great moment for us to give a shout out to one of our very special app users. All right, the shout out today goes to Wagner. And Wagner says, first of all, this app is incredible. I realize my English skills have gotten better since I started six months ago. The Real Life app is my main tool for learning English. Thanks, Real Life team. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, Wagner. And really great to hear that it's been helping your speaking. So you, dear listener or viewer, you should also check out the Real Life app if you haven't already, because it will definitely become one of your favorite tools for practicing your speaking. And, you know, if you're looking for ways to improve your English at home alone, you definitely cannot beat the Real Life app. It's the only place where anytime, anywhere, you can simply press a button, instantly be connected to another English speaker in another part of the world for a fun, dynamic four to eight minute conversation, really too. So there's no excuses of, I don't have time because you can do this on your coffee break. And, you know, you'll be practicing your English every single day and making huge strides with your speaking. All right, so our final tip for you today has to do with mimicry. So actually taking short scenes that you like, you can actually do this with any native material. You could be doing this with the, the podcast, with the video podcast, if you want. But a really fun way to do this is with your favorite series or movies. So what we decide to do today is demonstrate this for you with some very, some of the most iconic lines from all sorts of different movies. So I'm pretty sure all these or almost all of them you will have heard before. So even if you're not seeing the scene, it will be, um, you know, it's something really nostalgic for you. So you'll, you'll for sure remember it. Are you ready, Chiago? Yeah, yeah. Let's have some fun. Have you stayed with your Don Corleone voice? Let's, let's continue with the Don Corleone voice. <laughs> <laughs> Don Corleone learns English. <laughs> All right. So the first one from the epic Star Wars. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. That's Han Solo, yeah? I mean, he has a very deep voice. Huh? May the force be with you. May, May the, the force, force be, be with, with you. you. May the force be with you. <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty easy one. It's not too... Pretty flat, right? May the force be with you. Pretty flat. You have a good... You still have a good melody there, despite because you the... May the force be... The, the and be are both function words, what we call function words. So they get de-emphasized. All the other words are emphasized. So it's... May the force be mm -hmm. with you. There you go. May the force be with you. Yeah. May the force be with you. All right. Next, we have an epic scene also from Titanic. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do it that loud because yeah. it might break the mic, but I'm the king of the world. And there's the woo woo at the end. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually yelling here yeah he's actually shouting right so yeah let me try that <laughs> i mean you could do that it sounds like a great way to like if you're having a bad day to enliven yeah, your mood absolutely yeah i'm the king of the world <laughs> <laughs> so again here there's there's we can kind of have the nice melody there we have um content words are i'm king world and the of the get reduced I'm the king of the world. Mm -hmm. I'm the king of the world. And uh, there's some nice pronunciation too. Uh, I've noticed a lot of learners, there's a sound called the dark L, like that we have in, what would be some examples, uh, whale, um, kill, 
small, so on, where generally the L is at the end of the word, right? And it, it's it's not like a la la at the front of our mouth. It's actually pronounced at the, the back of the throat. So we have that also with the world. That's really difficult for most learners because it has an R sound and a dark L sound. World, world, world. So it's like a oh, oh, oh happening in this part of the, the throat. That's a tricky one for sure, yeah. I like to break it down even more. Like I, I focus on the R first, like were, were, mm -hmm. you see, er, were. were. The same as like we were watching Titanic, right? Oh, that's a good one. We were, yeah. And then mm -hmm. the old, 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 old. And then we put it together, right? World. Yeah, but it's a tricky one for sure. Always a great idea, like breaking things into pieces like that. If you're finding the whole thing is difficult for you, to take it yeah. by piece by piece. Oh, uh, and I believe that also uh, the of here is reduced, right, Ethan, to a schwa sound? Kinga? I believe so. I'm the king of the world. Yeah. Other, other. All right. So next we're going to take a look at another famous line from The Lion King, one of our favorite Disney movies. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life. That's another iconic voice. It's the same actor who did Darth Vader, since we looked at Star Wars. Two very opposing characters, right? Mufasa and Darth Vader. Yeah, I believe his name is <laughs> James Earl Jones. Yeah, that's right. He has such a deep, rich voice. Yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, what would that be called? The um, soprano or... Uh, yeah, I think it sounds more like a bass, right? I think for men, it's bass, baritone, tenor for men, mm -hmm. you know? So oh, baritone, yeah. I think he's more of a bass. He's at the very tenor. lowest of the register. Yeah, the lowest, yeah. And so we're all, no, he said we are. He didn't say the, the contraction there. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life. You see, so he goes, and so, and so, na na, right? And so we are all connected <laughs> in the great circle of life. He has kind of a, I would say a, a serene tone, right? It's almost like you are, I don't know, mm -hmm. praying maybe? Na na, na 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 na. <laughs> he could be a great, uh, great for a guided meditation. <laughs> all right. Uh, next, we have a famous line from Toy Story, sticking with some animation for a little bit. To infinity and beyond! <laughs> All right. So good. To infinity and beyond. Nice. To infinity <laughs> and beyond. The beyond there is really shouty. I'm not going to do that, but yeah. And beyond. And yeah, beyond. So. And the only... Uh, function word we have there is and so he says to infinity and also we have an American T there and an infinity infinity to infinity and beyond that's true yeah British English would probably we would probably say the T here yeah the true T so infinity infinity to infinity or if you're Cockney you might say infinity infinity <laughs> that's the hardest one <laughs> infinity <laughs> to infinity yeah. alright let's follow up Man, all these are so iconic. Uh, James Bond, Dr. Ooh. No. Bond. James Bond. Bond. James Bond. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that. Bond. <laughs> James Bond. I don't know. I think that this movie is from 1962. It might be the very first time 
that we actually heard this Lionel at the cinema. Mm. You know, the first time in a James Bond movie that that line happens. So, who who is your James Bond? Mine would be Pierce Brosnan, like the the iconic one from when I was a kid. You know. Yeah, he was for me too. Although I, I also liked some Roger, I think Roger Moore, I believe some Roger Moore movies mm. as well. Yeah, but I, I I have heard from hardcore Bond fans that you know Sean Connery is, is like whoa, it's like yeah. the best one. He's so different though. He's he got is. like the I think Scottish, I believe. So his accent is just like way different than the normal posh received pronunciation Bond. Yeah. Uh, I think we actually have a couple of, um, I was going to say Danny DeVito. It's not Danny DeVito. It's uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Another Italian name. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? This one's like practically a meme before there were memes if you wanted to. <laughs> you talking to me? You talking to me? <laughs> what happens <laughs> to the two there, Ethan? Becomes a duh. Talking, talking to, and we also lose the G on talking, mm. talking to me. You talking to me? You could even drop the D sound and even say like talking, uh, talking, uh, with an N sound, me. yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> talking, uh, talking to me. You talking to me? You talking to me? Exactly. I, I, I have seen the movie. I believe that he's talking to himself there in front of the mirror. You know, it's crazy. It looks like it. Yeah, yeah. he's talking to himself. <laughs> you don't want to hear someone say that to you. No, especially if it's Robert De Niro. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's swing back to The Godfather. You're going to do great on this, I'm sure. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. There you go. I'll let you take the, take the lead. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. You say gonna? I, I think I heard gonna, right? I'm gonna? I, 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 I'm I did, gonna make... I didn't hear I'm gonna. I think it's I'm gonna. Let's try that again. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. His voice is very kind of nasal as well, yeah? I'm going to make him. I'm going to. I'm going to make him. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah. What happens to him here, Ethan? <laughs> uh, so we have the H drops there. This happens with most pronouns. Him, her, them, right? Becomes im, er, um. So make him. Become make him. Maker. Make him. Mm -hmm. to, to reduce all of those. I'm going to make him an offer. Uh, we have... The an gets reduced to un, make him an, make him an offer. Mm. He can't refuse. And then there's, of course, many people get confused between can and can't. He can't refuse. We have the glottal T cut off at the back of the throat there. So it's can't, can't, not can, can't, mm. can't refuse. We have a whole lesson on that. So we can, we can, uh, people can check that out if you often get confused between can and can't. Just a few more here. So. We have another one from The Lion King. Look, Simba. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Again, very ceremonial type <laughs> of voice, right? <laughs> Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Yeah, I wish I had such a deep voice like that. You know, it's so, <laughs> man... So rich. Pretty sure you have to be born with that, right? Pretty much, yeah. It's more, it's, it has to do with your genetics, yeah? I mean, uh, your register, mm -hmm. your voice type. Yeah, so. So sure. a bit of a newer one, Interstellar, is the next one we're going to look at. Seven years per hour here. Let's make it count. This is interesting because they're like, uh, there's this whole thing with space and time in that movie, right? Mm -hmm. And McConaughey also has a very... <laughs> 
very identificable, identifiable, identifiable uh, <laughs> accent there. Uh, he's from Texas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Even so, he's got that accent. Uh, seven years per hour here. Let's make it count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, it sounds kind of nasally. Yeah, seven years, seven years per hour here. Let's make it count. <laughs> sounds more <laughs> mask in, in the mask. We say eh? in the mask of the face. You know, in the mask. Yeah, the mask is more pharyngeal, more nasal. Yeah, we say. More, eh, eh, you know, like that. Okay, so as we said, we're going to have another uh, iconic one from De Niro. That's actually Nicholson, yeah? Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I got confused, yeah. Yeah. The confusing movies. Jack Nicholson, yeah. He's got a lot of good ones, too. You yeah. can't handle the truth. Do you want to, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Oh, man, I think I heard something like, you can't handle the truth. Something like that. Yeah. This is like a, a meme, like anytime someone says, you know, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> By the way, what does it <laughs> what does it mean to handle something in this case? Like handle the truth, Ethan. Yeah. Great question. Uh so you can't handle something means that you can't manage it. You can't deal with it mm. in an effective way. So what he's basically saying here, um, so Trump Tom Cruise is is asking for saying he wants the truth, right? And he's saying, you can't handle the truth. The truth would be too difficult for you to manage. You wouldn't know what to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if, say you have like five kids, normally you take you and your wife take care of your five kids, but she wants to go on vacation, you could say to her like, I can't handle these five kids on my own. You, know, you can't go on vacation. <laughs> I can't handle these five kids. Go back to Pixar. So we have a very, this one's actually a song from Finding Nemo with the voice of Ellen DeGeneres. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim. (laughs) That's cute. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim, swim. And you got to sing as well, right? So You got to sing it. Yeah. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. That's nice. You have like the swimming, right? Swimming to practice the, the intonation. But all those are, are content words. So you don't have any function words in that. Just keep swimming. It has to yeah. be like all up. I think the T hearing just is not pronounced. Yeah? It's a more of a stop consonant, right? Just. Right. Just. Just keep swimming. That's usually the case with just unless it's, it's connecting onto something else. Mm-hmm. There you go. But if it's followed by a consonant, you'll pretty much always have that stop consonant. All right, and the last one is from Shrek. It's going to be another difficult one to imitate because of the sort of like a Scottish accent. Mike Myers, he's a real master of, of accents. The guy who, the actor who did Shrek's voice. Ogres are like onions. Ogres are like onions. <laughs> I, I butchered that one. Ogres are like onions. Yeah. <laughs> But I find interesting the pronunciation of ogre because we have a G-R-E here. We say ogre, mm-hmm. right? Ogre. Yeah. Ogre. Not the case there. Like he did a normal R, but I'm pretty sure in other ones he would do like a tap R, like a ra-ra. You're saying like red, for example, he'd say red. Something like that. Red. Maybe because the they do that tap R, rolling R in Scottish accent. Really? Really? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that was our last one 
It was like a, a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I probably like imitates these characters all day. Before we wrap up today, we have our big challenge. All right, guys. So the big challenge today is send us an audio message up to, let's say, 30 seconds, reading a short script taken from a movie or TV show. Send us an email at hello at reallifeglobal.com with your audio clip, and we are looking forward to listening to it. Also, let us know what you thought of this episode by leaving us a comment here on YouTube. Yeah, we'd love to hear because we tried a bunch of different things today. So let us know, was it useful for you? And we also wanted to take just a moment to share a comment from one of our recent challenges that we enjoyed. All right. So this comes from episode 340. I believe we talked about writing in that episode, Ethan, the importance of writing and how mm -hmm. writing helps you become a better speaker of English. And in that episode, the challenge was write a short paragraph telling us why learning English is important to you. And Juan says, while learning any language can be such a huge challenge, I strongly recommend learning English because it opens up your mind to the world. This is because English is the most spoken language across the six continents, so you can learn about every country through it. For example, when you travel overseas, you will always find people giving directions in English, and most of the signs are translated to it as well. Therefore, we can establish a strong relation between communication in English and learning about the world. I love how global citizen, like his comment sounds, right, Ethan? Yeah, I was going to say the same. It's like Juan obviously is a global citizen, and that is the magical thing about English. It's the global language, uh, you know love it or hate it it is the the fact of the matter is it's the language we all use to, to communicate when we don't uh, speak the same tongue when we don't speak the same language so knowing it really opens up the world to you whether or not you can travel meet people in your city or meet people on the real life english app or meet people online meet people on forums wherever you can use your english to broaden your horizons so can't think of any better reason to learn the language and about all we have for you today I want to take a moment to invite you, whether you're listening to this or even if you're just watching it, to take a moment if these lessons are proving helpful to you, if Tiago and I have been good guides for you, help other learners to also take their English to the next level with us by leaving us a five-star review in your favorite uh, podcast listening app or platform, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I think those are the biggest ones. But if you're listening to this on another app that allows you to leave a five-star review, we would highly appreciate it. And again, helps us to spread the message to so many other English learners and global citizens from around the world. And that's it. We look forward to seeing you next week on the Real Life English Podcast. One, two, three. Aww, Aww, yeah. yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV Series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. 
Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.